let us begin. Welcome to the continued podcast adventures of Superhero Speak. But I think many of the people that love this character and that love superheroes in general have used these stories as inspiration to say, you know what, I'm going to do something good in the world. I'm going to make a difference like my hero when I was a kid. That is my fondest memory of it because when, you, when you're doing comic books, you want them to affect people. Right. You want people to care. You want, you want to strike emotions. And I knew that that clone saga was striking a lot of emotions. Can you yep. imagine uh, Pulp Fiction starring Goofy and uh, Mickey Mouse? I can totally imagine that. <laughs> I'm no sure one, somebody's like, written that one. Pounder with cheese and France, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Boy, ale with cheese, Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> I can totally. See? I, I, would, I would watch the hell out of that movie. Yes, I gladly saw, sacrifice that my, my progeny to you, a mighty Marvel beast. <laughs> <laughs> but Neil Adams is somewhere going, hmm? it's, uh, it's my time. Uh, <laughs> How do you measure success? Hey, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Speak. I am your wonderful host, Dave. John. <laughs> I'm your mediocre sidekick, Jesus. There you go. <laughs> Someone took the bait. Jeez. John, 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 John. Yeah. Dear John. Do, 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 do. You guys remember that sitcom from the 80s? Yes. With with, yep. Yes. Poor, poor John. Poor me. <laughs> yeah, I missed the story. I just got the punchline, and I'm like, well, I, I don't think I needed the setup. So, you know, sorry, brother. No worries. <laughs> so, uh, should I start with you, John? How was your week? It was good. It was, you know, just eh, eh. like nothing, nothing to report. Yeah, like man, nothing I can say like publicly. <laughs> so, yeah, there's that. Sure. Uh, okay. <laughs> Cool. I, I literally, sorry, I literally have nothing to tell you. <laughs> Keep us in suspense. Yeah, I see. How about you, JD? You got a haircut? Oh, I did. I did get a haircut. I donated my hair. I feel very, very proud of that. I've been growing it since February of 2020, which, as you remember, was you know before the world plummeted into the state of madness we're currently in. Yep. But the haircut's been the highlight of my week i threw my back out monday at the gym on my first set of squats went went too heavy went too heavy but it wasn't terrible i felt it i'm like i have to stop right now and then we had our first day of wrestling practice for the high school and then my son started wrestling for on his first team he is five he is the second smallest person on the team they said said, jd go work with the five and six-year-olds and i said okay not realizing that it was going to be the hellscape that it was (laughs) <laughs> and it was the hardest, most difficult thing I've done in 19 years of coaching and told my wife when I returned home, I think I don't, I think I want to retire and don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> my son heard it and said, no, dad, you can't retire. I need you there with me and said, fine. <laughs> Kids. See this out. Well, so every okay. Monday and Wednesday it will be, ugh. and then I had a tooth. Well, today I had a three hour dentist appointment, I had a teeth cleaning. Like I fitted for one cap and I broke a wisdom tooth at the beginning of the pandemic and I've just been hanging on to it. And they're like, well, it's time to get that broken tooth pulled. So I had all that done today and it doesn't hurt so much as it's just really, really annoying the hole in my mouth. And like when it did start to hurt, it wasn't like where they pulled the tooth. It's really stuck me because they have to, because I, as I've discovered when I had these teeth pulled before, I have long nerves in my teeth. Yeah. 
So like there'll be cheese and then they like get you and you're like, because you're all calm. Like I can't feel it. I can't feel it. Oh, sweet Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Then they have to numb you up further. And then you're a Panera shoveling turkey chili down your mouth and you can't feel anything until it hits the back of your throat. So it's been, and then I had to take my kid to practice. So, and then I had to take my kid to practice again today because my wife is volunteering with the PTO for some reason. So it's been a long week and it's only Tuesday. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that's right, boys and girls. I also want to point that out. This is Tuesday, not Monday recording. So that means the show will be out probably a day later. So thank you for your patience. <laughs> so, yeah. How was my week? Good question. Sorry that I didn't ask this week because I just didn't freaking care. But <laughs> story of my life. Um, it's been a banner week for all of us, apparently. Well, I will say... What can I say publicly? Um, you can shut the hell up. That's what you can do. <laughs> I can wow. say I had a wonderful week. Good for you. About time. I hate you. <laughs> See, there's a glass, glass is half empty and there's glasses half full. And there's no more teeth in the glass. And then the, and they're throwing glass on the ground and just letting it shatter. <laughs> when there's also grinding your face in the glass once it's shattered into the ground. Mm. Which I think is where you're at right now, John. I'm pretty much there, yes. I, I'm. Yeah, I am. Not a happy camper. Face ground glass. That's my new punk man. <laughs> nice. <laughs> TM. Yeah, no, I I I I I wish I'm a little shocked myself on how things have progressed, you know. Like I told you we went and saw Venom and then we've been out five times since then. You you wait, you went to see Venom? Five? You're trying to lose her or <laughs> No, no, that was her choice. I told you guys that. Last yeah, week. we told you. You have to pay I, attention. I remember. I remember. I, like, I understand you don't listen to the show after, but at least pay attention while we're recording oh, and retain well, something. Hmm. <laughs> I have the brains of a. I, I've got the memory of a goldfish with Alzheimer's. That's what I tell people at work. That's why I take so many notes. Hmm. But yeah, it's uh, it's been it's been interesting. The brains um, of goldfish too. <laughs> so so yeah, it's been fun. Good. Good for you. So I, hey, I told you when when we saw the trailer for Eternals, and she's like, "Wow, that looks terrible." Let's go see it. I knew she was the one for me. <laughs> I'm glad, Dave. I really am. So yeah, it's uh, I, 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 you know, I don't know what she wants me to say, and what she doesn't want me to say, and she hasn't listened yet, and she keeps promising she's going to listen to the show. And I know you might right want to you might want to be ten to fourteen dates in before she listens to the show. Yeah, like, you might want to just you know massage that a little bit more <laughs> before giving her a, a deep window into you know what you're all about. <laughs> yes, the deep dark secrets that I share with the public on this podcast—it's <laughs> madness, I tell you, utter utter madness. Uh, yes, yeah, so, I mean, other than that, I haven't done much. But yes, and you said too, you know, the utter madness that we live in now, JD. That means that it must be time. Oh, man. Boo! Boo! For social media madness. That was beneath you, Dave. Yes. No, the floor's beneath me. So anyway. See, if you weren't so young in this relationship, I would just make so many jokes right now. But it's new. It's all all positive. So I'm going to avoid my instincts and not make (laughs) jokes. Going to let it lie. Are you? Okay. I gotta take it, man. A month, maybe I start taking those. Maybe I start taking those gimmies. <laughs> I think you will. I, I have faith in you. So let's start out with we talked about 
the Ruby Rose Batwoman drama. Oh, we did. That was a while ago. Yes. And Adam Christopher, who's at... Bite-sized AC. AC. That's actually a really good Twitter handle. And he's... I I don't know who T. Clerks and Scooter2621 is, but he included them in this reply. The movie Clerks? I think it's a podcast. Yeah, a movie podcast. And I'm going to assume Scooter, it's Scooter's podcast. Yes. Interesting. I'm sure that's plugs for something he's involved with. Anyway, he said, Batwoman deserves better. And it was a waste of Ruby Rose, who was and could have been the goat Batwoman. Goat? She was the only Batwoman. So, you know. Well, yeah, exactly. It's an interesting take. I don't know, like, how I feel about that. Like, yes, I agree. Like, I've watched a few episodes. The writing is terrible on that show. (laughs) I just don't, you know. And then the sec- the second season like i tried watching a couple episodes and it's just like it didn't get better <laughs> in fact it got worse because she left the show and like how do you recover from that so well the way they recovered too kind of threw me off that's that's why i stopped watching is because it just it didn't make any sense at all no no it's it like somebody's walking along the beach oh there's a plane that went down oh look a bat suit i think i'll wear it and become a crime fighter sure, exactly is that really what happened yeah that's terrible that is how they replaced her no way. Like she mm-hmm. finds the bat suit, like like the Coke bottle and the gods must be crazy. Yes. Yes. Boy, is that a deep cut reference? Holy moly. <laughs> I'm not even that old and I'm making that one. Whoa. But the fact that I I understood that, you know, we got that. It's like blow the dust off that joke. Jesus. Well, it shows how old we are. No, no, we're young and hip and now. Come on. Uh- <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. All right. All right. Yes, that is how they replaced her. Terrible, terrible, terrible. It's awful. Yes. It's almost they- like so. Did they kill Ruby Rose's character off screen? No, she. That's that's the <laughs> other thing that's crazy about it is. Yeah. They left it. They made it seem like yes, they killed her off screen. That's what they made it seem like. The plane crashed and she died, but somehow someone the bat suit survived. Well, inanimate objects can survive crashes. If the suit but, was made of the black box, that thing's indestructible. But then they found. Then they got somebody else to be. They pulled. They they pulled a soap opera. Yeah, where she had plastic surgery to not look like Kate Kane anymore. Are you kidding me? For, for no, the look on your face <laughs> says it all. They really, the plastic surgery, they really did pull us. That used to happen on Days of Our Lives. I haven't watched the show in 25 years, but my mom used to watch it. So every summer I'd, you know, watch three months I, of days. That's terrible. It feels like. That's so mm-hmm. hackneyed. Mm-hmm. It feels like somebody in the writing room went, yeah, this is crap this show so let's just go full soap opera let's just make it real crap (laughs) today on days of our bats (laughs) all right let's move bats through the hourglass (laughs) let's move on to marvel so we did talk about the rumor of a world war hulk movie and we did say that it is probably too late for it but we did we did our not a play on this one we did ask the audience what they thought. Thorne Brannon, who Tom, is at... Tom, Tom, Tom. Oh, it's, geez. Yeah, it's an, that's not an R-N, that's an M. It's an M. <laughs> Tom Brannon, who's at Tom underscore Brannon, uh, said, way too late. Doc Green had no reason to be in the last movie. There was literally nothing in the, in the plot which necessitated the smart Hulk, in my opinion. And they're always... And they're ready. Uh, they already shot Planet Hulk. What? They already Wad? shot the Planet Hulk Wad with Wad. Oh. Wad. Like like he like they spooged the Hulk. Yes, with the mm. green... Spooge Hulk. That oh, eternal oh. stink for the gla- 
Grandmaster. Is Spooge Hulk a little too much for an episode title? Maybe? Um, probably. <laughs> Spooge Hulk. That that sounds like a definite, uh, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. iTunes probably wouldn't like that. Probably not, no. I don't know. I the, I thought I enjoyed Professor Hulk, Doc Green, whatever you want to call him, in, in Avengers Endgame. It's a three-year-old yeah. take, but I liked it. Yeah, I don't think... I don't think it was bad to say there's no need plot wise. I also think is kind of weird because like they wanted the the Hulk in the movie, but out dealing with the rage aspect again, I think it worked. I think yeah. it worked really well. I mean, like of all the criticisms you can have about those movies, I don't, again, he said his opinion. So you preface that. I don't think that was a bad call at all. Yeah. The ODPH podcast. I'm gonna Our boys. Up. Yeah. I'm going to stop trying to say their name. Show duo parlay hour. That's like a 70s game show. I love it the is. title. Normally, yes, but with all the resetting of timelines, anything is fair game. That's a good point. Yeah, it is. Damn Loki. I don't want to see it, but it's a good point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then finally, our good friend D Square said, What if Hulk comes after the MCU Illuminati and they send Wolverine after him? John is right. It will have to be shoehorned. That is my something stupid. <laughs> I actually like that idea. Old Man we Logan. It well, we, we haven't seen like an on-screen version of the Hulk versus Wolverine. So I'm like, I'm liking that idea. I, well, I fully support this. Well, yeah, now that now that they could do it. Yeah. Like everybody's everybody everybody's been talking about asking for that. Like, yeah, I like this idea. Yeah, I mean it is one of the most classic showdowns in comic histories. It was know. the birth of Wolverine. Yeah. And it's how you bring Wolverine into the MCU, I think. I like it. I like it. All right. Well, there you go. Thank you for your something stupid, Don. We appreciate <laughs> your omega level stupidity. And then finally, we talked about the new movie coming out, Lightyear, which is based on the Buzz Lightyear real life events. Yeah, uh, the weird, the weird one. Very meta. Very yeah. meta. To which our good friend Timothy Jones said, yeah, I can't wait for this. It's all about time for Buzz in his own movie. I do wish it were Tim Allen for the voice, though. I'm a little sour about that. So I read this tweet like five <laughs> times trying to find the dad joke in it. And it's just not there. I kept going, I'm missing this. There's a joke here and I keep missing it. And I realized, no. Tim worked me into thinking that all of his all of his tweets should be jokes and this one wasn't. So sour grapes, finding newspapers across this great land. <laughs> I love it. He tricked me. Yes, yes. That is his job, I think. Success. So there you go. So on that note, I'm going to say, so that's it for social media Mandis. Here is our good friend. Square to tell you that you can follow us on social media and be part of Social Media Madness. Enjoying the show? Want to be part of Social Media Madness? Make sure you are following SuperheroSpeak.com where you can find all of the show's social media links at the top of the page. While you're there, you can check out old episodes of the podcast as well as some other great content. Check the site often because we are posting some great comic reviews as well as comic book and movie news content every day. Make sure and follow us on Twitter at Superhero Speak. And while you're there, check out the rest of the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. You can follow them at stars underscore geek. 
Geek World All-Star Podcast Network include great programs such as the Pop Prison Power Podcast, Cult 45, So Wizard, Fans on Patrol, the Gorilla Brain Podcast, and of course, Superhero Speak. Search for hashtag GWAllStars. You will not be disappointed. Now, it's back to Dave and the boys on Superhero Speak. <laughs> Thank you for that, Don. And don't forget to check out the Omega Level Nerds Podcast, available on YouTube and wherever podcasts are available. On that note, we will take our first commercial break and be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. All right, we are back. We're going to do a little news. Was it much really worth talking about? I mean, there are a couple of little things, but I was just like, yeah, I just picked some stuff, fun stuff. First, we because I had to, we had to include the first one. We talked about the preview to the Morbius trailer last week. And since then, the actual Morbius trailer came out. And of course, it played before Eternals, which we'll get into later at the theater. And I, I don't know. I, first off, I don't think there's anything. I didn't feel like there was anything that was in the full trailer that I didn't, we didn't see in that little preview. <laughs> Am I wrong? No. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I'm just not excited for this movie. No. <laughs> yeah. No. I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel like this is like. I feel like this is a movie that if somebody heard the name of Batman but never actually read the book or was like familiar with Batman in the slightest, this is what they would come up with. Man Bat, basically. Yeah, it's like Man Bat, basically. Like, <laughs> yeah, actually, it's like Man Bat, basically, isn't it? Like, I guess I yeah. don't know. Morbius has never been my favorite anything. I guess, like, I don't think he's my favorite Marvel vampire. That would be Dracula. That makes oh, that's right. Dracula's canon there, huh? dude. Dracula's awesome. The web, the Tomb of Dracula comic book from Marv Wolfman in the seventies. That's great horror comics, man. That's what gave us Blade. Yes, who we'll talk about in a soon. Blade is cool. I didn't um, Blade, didn't Blade give us Morbius? No, Morbius is right out of Spider Man. In the Spider Man cartoon of the nineties, they used Morbius to get us Blade. That's what, but it not, was. but okay. not in the comics. Yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. All right, but yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to say it sucks, but I don't know if it's. I don't know, man. A lot of these trailers lately are not inspiring me to watch these movies. And I guess what bugs me is the showing it in the preview, the shoehorning, trying to make this feel like it fits within the existing universe, which the existing universe doesn't make sense then either because... Overlapping universe. It's an overlapping universe, Dave. Because you've got... You've got... Because the thing is, again, we talked about the after credit scene in Venom where the world changes and all of a sudden he's in the MCU. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, to me, that's a clear line that Venom doesn't take place in the MCU. Yet, in yeah. this trailer, we got Vulture. Yeah, I was going to say. We get him making a Venom reference. Mm-hmm. So, wait a minute. How does that work? And then he passes a poster of the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. <laughs> to be fair, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man could be a reference to the current Spider-Man, but an artist's interpretation of it. It Maybe. could be, but it, oh, I mean, that's all I got. <laughs> but I mean, it looks like it's a photo, you know. And doesn't it say something like murder? It's like murderer. Murderer. It. To be fair, most of Alex Ross's art looks like it was a photo. It does? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Or a I painting. mean, I don't know. I or a painting. But I mean, like, I don't know. Like, until we actually see it, which I guess we're gonna have to. It's hard to judge anything how this fits in continuity, and because we haven't seen anything real from you know the new Spider-Man movie, we don't know how this all fits in. So I got yeah. nothing. 
Yeah, I got nothing. Sony just wants to like do their thing, but also be tangentially connected to the Marvel, excuse me, the mainstream Marvel universe. Yeah. I mean, and they're letting them get away with it, right? They're not like Marvel's not coming saying you can't do this, you can't do that. So yeah, guess what it is. Sorry, we have a visitor. Ah. He surprise commentator. He made a uh, a drawing of his favorite pro wrestlers, Sting and Darby Allen. And you know what's cool about kindergarten? They're actually like, I know people dog on Common Core because that's the cool thing to do. But this kid is actually reading and writing in kindergarten. Like they're yeah. actually teaching them how to read and he spells words. Yeah, and he's doing a good job. Like you. he wrote Sting on his own. Yeah. Well, you know, and he's yeah. five. I think it's well, pretty cool. Duh. Yeah. Sting. Sting. Did. Did. Barb, yeah. That's very good. Dad's on a podcast. Okay. Say hi to everybody and you got to go. Okay. <laughs> Say hi to everybody and then get ready for bed. Hi. <laughs> Love you, buddy. Love Thank you for the picture. It's you. I know. Thank I'm you. I know. Thanks, bud. Close, <laughs> close the door. He loves uh, ten- He loves being like making these little appearances on this podcast. I got new headphones. They're noise canceling headphones, and I had no idea he was behind me. He could have had a butcher knife and killed me, and I would have had no clue. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what kids are for. And I love because you were Sting for Halloween. Now Dad Sting. That, that, oh yeah. That. Well, we he loves he loves watching wrestling with me. So like he just. He loves the stuff I love. So I'm being a great dad. <laughs> He's a mini you. A little bit. As, as, yeah, as it should be. That reminds me, you mentioned wrestling. There is a death battle you need to see. Oh, yeah? What's that? Okay. Was it Randy? Macho Man Savage? Yeah. What, what, was, what was his, what was his like? Saw. No, no. It was the oh. other one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. right? oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The Macho the, Man. The death battle was him versus the Kool-Aid Man. Who, what's, oh, what's for his? the best, oh yeah? Well, yeah. Because it was, so it was, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Versus, oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm in. I'm, now I'm going to, I'm in. I'm, uh, I'll watch it. Unfortunately, I'll, I'll Randy let... Savage is no longer with us. So that's a, that's a shame. I know, it kind of, but I'll send, I'll send the link. It, it, it's hysterical. Died a decade ago of a massive, massive heart attack while he was driving. <sighs> that's copious, that copious amounts of steroids will do that to you. Yes, they will. It does. <clears throat> do it in the late 90s and the early 2000s. He had so much muscle jacked onto his body. It was ridiculous. They were all back then. I mean, they oh, were yeah, that's why they're all dead. Mm. There's so like, it's like WrestleMania 30. It's like 80% of the roster is dead Ugh. from steroids. Well, not all steroids. A lot of ster- the combination of steroids and painkillers, which mm. wound up being a, a potentially toxic cocktail when used together. Dino Bravo was murdered in a mob hit. So, you know, he didn't count in that one. Jesus. So kids don't do mob hits. Don't don't <laughs> wrestle professionally. It's like the advice I would give people. <laughs> yeah. Or don't take steroids. That's who. But it seems like a requirement if you're going to wrestle professionally. The guys, aren't as, the guys aren't as big as they used to be if you watch them. Andy's favorite wrestler is maybe 130 pounds. Oh, wow. Darby Allen is a small dude. But he's really cool. Like it's guys are all way solid sm- muscle though. But. Yeah, it is. But he's they're small. Guys are smaller now. They're just not as big as the. Well, yeah, I mean, not could, steroids. Back in the day, they had King Kong Bundy and mm-hmm. and and what's his face? Also dead. Yeah, uh, and Andre the Giant. Also dead. Yeah, but he had <clears throat> his was because of his gigantism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he fight he yeah. fought Big John Stud, who was also dead. Do you know who who else? You're making is also- me depressed. <laughs> you know who else is also kind of a small dude? Gail Garcia Barnell. I'm not familiar with this man's work. So they announced, I saw the Werewolf by Night announcement. Educate me on what he's done. Well, the only things that he's done that I have heard of is Coco 
and old, which is the, the M. Night Shyamalan movie. Who Coco, the uh, cartoon? Yes. What a phenomenal Ooh. film. Who was he in Coco? Uh, oh, I don't know. That's a good question. Oh, like Coco okay. was like... It was fantastic. Oh, my God. Absolutely fantastic. You made you cry. Let's see. Cast of Coco? Gael. He was Hector. Oh, hey, he was great. He was mm. fantastic in that movie. Yeah. Well, then there you go. Yes. So yeah, everything else that he's been in is a Mexican film because he's a Mexican actor. Mexican actor. So. Interesting casting choice for a guy named Jack Russell. Can you believe they named him Jack Russell? <laughs> Every time I say that. Is that a little on the nose? <laughs> it's so on the nose. It's actually, it's like a dog treat on the nose. That's how on the nose it is. <laughs> Who yeah. created Werewolf by Night? I have to look this up because, that, like I said, this is the least creative name in the history of comics. <laughs> is it? Yes, Jack Russell for the werewolf character. Werewolf well, by night. At least it wasn't Jack Russell Terrier. But it's named after a Jack Russell Terrier. Oh, he's playing Jake Gomez, who must be another version of werewolf. So they're not going with Jack Russell, which is probably the way to go. See, there you go. So that way. Is there a second? There, yeah, there is a second werewolf by night, which who has not, uh, who just uh, debuted in October of 2020. Oh. But you know that they're going to, they're going to combine aspects from the two of them. Roy Thomas do. was the creator and Jerry Conway. Guys, you're legends. You're more creative was, than Jack. I was about to say, Roy Thomas. Yes. No, say it isn't so. Can't all be winners. Roy. Like he listens to the show. Anyway. It, it could have uh, been Jake Russell. Like Jake Russell isn't quite as. On the nose? It's not quite. Like it's more of a wink and a nod than Jack Russell. So, whatever. so does this get us this get us more less? Or same level excitement for Werewolf by Night. Well, I'm cool. I, I've, I've, I've looked forward to Werewolf by Night, so I'm, I'm down. How about you, John? Can't wait to see what they do with it, but I'll watch it, you know. Yeah, you think they're going to go? Because the Werewolf by Night stories weren't really like straight up like werewolf stories. They're like yeah. Marvel versions of it. So I wonder what they're going to, I wonder if they're going to steer into it. I imagine, spitballing here, I imagine what we're going to get is probably going to be something closer to what Sony is attempting to do with Morbius. Hmm. Maybe. Just well, we hope we well we hope better than that. I hope so too. <laughs> I mean, it's, I think it's, that's the tone. For, I mean, it's a one shot, from my understanding. It's just a Halloween special. It's not mm-hmm. like they're not. They're, it's not a miniseries. It's not a. They're not calling a movie. So, I mean, it'll probably be two hours. But yeah, again, I also wonder if they're going to use it to back tour in uh, Moon Knight. Yeah, good. Moon Knight debuts in Werewolf by Night. Yeah, so. That would be interesting. You know, when Jeff Johns was writing the uh, Blade TV show, he wanted to uh, backdoor Moon Knight into that show, but it didn't last long enough. Oh. You remember that? The Blade TV show? No, I do not remember. There was a Blade TV show on Spike TV, I want to say 2004-ish. Oh, my God. Maybe 2005? Wasn't that one of the, like, was that one of the launch shows for the channel? Might have been. The yeah. Blade TV series, the original, was 2006, starring Onyx Sticky Fingers as Blade. Yes. And now that you're saying it, I used to have a Blade backpack that was swag I got at a comic book convention. From when that they show? Were, from mm-hmm. that day when they were promoting the show when it was coming out. So. Yes. It never, didn't quite last. Yeah. I, don't, I can't say that I've ever watched much on spike i so. can't say well i watched it used to have wwe and then it well, yeah. so i watched wrestling on there but that's about it i love blade i love the wesley snipes movies i never ever saw this show no i bet I you just want no never never saw it there and you go that's that's why it didn't last when the three of us didn't see it well i mean it must have like 
back then, I mean, did they did they promote it at all? Because if I had heard about it, I would have watched it back then. I mean, I remember, like I said, going to the convention and they had this like big elaborate booth set up with like multiple levels and they had like you know people dressed as blade hanging out there like they at least in that sense they were really promoting it well i think the problem with it was one blade trinity sucked yeah right so i think that kind of cooled some interest in blade two it wasn't wesley snipes three you know um it was a summer show right and that's back in the days when when it mattered when a show premiered right yeah now we watch whatever when it comes out but in 20 2006 i don't think we were we as an audience were really conditioned to do that quite yet no you know yeah it's also pre-marvel boom so a lot of stuff from the pre-marvel boom really kind of gets like lost in the ether but it was still after blade and yeah and not the hulk just blade that was it no it was after the hulk blade came uh, the hulk came out in 2003 i remember that's when i graduated from college yeah so uh, so stuff was starting to rev up then. We already had Spider-Man. We had the... Yes, yes. So. But it's like, it's in that sweet spot of like between Spider-Man and like the real kickoff of the Marvel Universe. Because like Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2 was great, but everything that came after that, not as much. And a lot of that's been forgotten. Like Ghost Rider. Remember the Ghost Rider movie? Well, yeah. Yeah. The first one. But that's, what I'm, but that's what I'm saying. There's two actually. But I mean like... I know. Nothing was really, <laughs> yeah, nothing was really good before Iron Man came out. Yeah. Right. No, that's true. Ugh. Spider-Man 3 was on TNT the other day, and I was watching like 20 minutes of it. And I'm like, wow, this movie's actually worse than I remember it being. Hmm. It's terrible. <laughs> I don't know if that's possible, but maybe. Oh, it's Dave, it's bad. Go ahead, treat yourself to it. I, I will. Treat but yourself I, to Spider-Man 3. But before I do, I'll probably see No Way Home first. Oh, hell yeah. Sure. Just, so they released the official poster for No Way Home. I mean, it doesn't reveal much other than then it's a kind of a sinister looks like a sinister three movie three i only see three because we got the goblin we got some lightning bolts for electro we got we got ock claws clearly am i missing something and you got a sand cloud behind him oh that's what that is yes oh four and then i think we got some molten face guy going on here who might that be molten face guy wait look at the bottom right corner of the screen isn't that's clearly some guy's face is it? Oh, for sure. I looks like it looks like light reflections to me, but maybe no. In the bottom right hand corner, that is definitely a face. Huh. All right, that's um, a question. That's a question for the audience. Is that a face, or or is JD drunk again? It looks. It looks drink. like it looks like one of the demon dogs from Ghostbusters. Is what it looks like. <laughs> Zool. Maybe. Yeah, Zool, motherfucker, Zool. <laughs> For the record, I didn't break the f bomb on this show. John did. I um, know. I it's a it's an old joke from the cinema snob. I think that might be uh, um, what's his nuts? Mysteria. Nostalgia critic. What? I think that might be Mysteria. You know what? You oh, might be right. That would be weird because he was doing the elemental creatures. There is a there is a. So they're there bringing is, him. They bring him back. That would be interesting. That that's one. Why of do the we rumors? know he's dead? That's one of the rumors we know about he the movie. Is not dead. Right. It's one of one of the rumors is that he faked his death. Uh-huh. So yeah, he's not dead. Or because he is Sinister Six, he's a prime member of the Sinister or Six. Or if if I can throw it, if I can throw a theory out, throw a theory. Based, based on what throw we know, Doctor Strange's spell to erase people finding out erased him, Mysterio dying because Possibly. that's what that's what caused it to be released. Or. Throw, let me throw some outside in the Spider-Man comic book series. The linchpin character that brought Peter and Miles together 
was Mysterio. Yeah. Because he was the one who was figuring out how to transverse different universes. Hmm. Yes. So and... what do we have? Who who because we know this is a Sinister Six film. Who do we have established? We have Doc Ock, we know about. We have some type of a goblin. We have Electro. We have three that we know about. It seems like we're being hinted Sandman here, but we have heard hide nor hair of Thomas Hayden Church. But let's just say Sandman for the sake of argument. Okay. Who else uh-huh. we got? Well, I mean, if, if you Vulture, <laughs> Vulture, Vulture, we I know Vulture. To say, we they know Vulture exists. We know Vultures exist, and he's alive. Like they, that's... they could bring, they could bring bring Rhino back. Although... Rhino would be disappointing, but yes. You know. Well, <laughs> poor Paul Giamatti. <laughs> I know he just. He really tried to add the crazy to it. It's just that that wasn't the character. So, so I feel like just, could it be something? Venom? Hmm? It could it be could, Venom? It could, but does it really make sense? Like, why he's would... in the universe? Right. The problem was that the problem is that that's not Venom. That's like you know he's not the Venom that was part of this Sinister Six, right? And he's it not. Does... But I mean, like we're so like, and they're trying to yeah. make him a hero. Why would they all of a sudden make him Spider-Man's enemy and join up with? people trying to you know kill spider-man i hate this yeah. guy that i modeled on myself that after i never saw him before <laughs> it's like i don't understand you know it doesn't make any sense i do feel like we're missing i do feel like we're being given a sinister sticks but we're being held back on something you know something is holding us back so also speaking of images i didn't include this have you guys seen the two images that have been making it around on social media which one is there's lots of images on social media. Friend. There is one. Some with... images you shouldn't be looking at. Exactly. Oh, you mean the ones I've saved on my phone? No, but. <laughs> Probably. The, uh, the first one is Peter, May, and Hoppy all sitting at like the kitchen table. And I even think Ned is there. As a family no. dinner. And <laughs> also sitting there is Matt Murdock. I haven't seen that one. So. I, That's possible though, because we know that I've been. Supposed to I, I've we been, do not know. We do not know that it's not keep been looking, confirmed. I keep looking at it, and I'm I'm almost convinced it's Photoshop. I'm not sure, but it's been everywhere, and because it's really good, I'll, I'll say that much. If it's Photoshop, it's really good. The other yeah. one is the three Spider Men all standing there with their masks off, and it does that. That looks really good too. So I I don't know if these are Photoshop or not. Because that's the thing. People are just sharing them with like no explanation of where they came from. Right See, now. I'm looking at this one, the one you were just talking about with Daredevil, and it could be a Photoshop. But what makes this really nice is the level of gunk they put above it, which makes photo, which um, because there's levels of dirt on this on the picture, it makes faking a photo look look better, right? Yeah. So I can't tell, and they're doing a pretty good job. I think the second one is clearly photo with the with three, three Spider Man. Yeah. Because Toby Maguire don't look like that. That's that's yeah. That was the whole thing. Like I'm looking at, it, I'm like, no, Toby Maguire looks much older now. So because yeah, he is, like I believe Toby Maguire is in his 40s. So yeah, the first one there's potential with, but I'm not sold. Exactly. Like because you can get plenty of shots of Matt Murdock sitting down from the the TV from the show. TV show. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like based. So my question is, if this is based on, I think it is based on a picture. If that's not them sitting, who is sitting? That's the real question: is who is sitting in that chair if it's not Matt Murdock? Exactly right, because I I haven't seen a picture like that from man. It's really good. I'm looking at this picture even more closely, and this the cane seems to go all the way to the floor, and the light is playing off it really well. If this is a Photoshop, it's a really well done Photoshop. Yeah, and we're all hoping that it's not. <laughs> yeah, I hope it isn't because I'd love 
I was, I don't see how they fit him into the movie, but I want them to, you know, I want, he's the best part of the MCU TV verse. Right. I mean, the only oh, thing is he's not, I mean, we know, we know that he, from the preview that he does get arrested and is dealing with the cops at some point. We don't know if there's a trial or anything. And even if there is, it's not like he's a public defender, you know, like he's a lawyer they'd have to hire. Well, they have Stark yeah. money, so they could hire him. Oh, that's true. I don't even think of it that way. I mean, Happy's the there. Happy, Happy's got, Happy's probably looking after the daughter. I can't remember the name of the daughter. It's Will right now, right? But she's probably, he's probably the executor of the Will. Well, and Pe- Pepper would also be looking after him too. Pepper would also be looking after him too. Yeah. So I hope it's real. I don't know. I, I, I have my doubts, but I hope it is. Yeah. Am I crazy, but I don't want the three Spider-Men in this movie? Because I feel like we did that in Spider-Verse and it was really great. And I don't need to see another version of that. Except except for our Spider-Verse 2, which is actually coming. So. Yeah, and I want Spider-Verse 2, but I don't want like live action Spider-Verse. I, like, I'm okay with bringing all these villains in because that's different. But I don't want to see multiple Spider-Men. Well, now, right. what what if it's we saw like this is Spider-Verse 1.5? Like it ties into the Spider-Verse storyline and in Spider-Verse 2, we see that it ties back into this. Like, okay, okay. I can live with that. Because, you know, they're doing all the Spider-Verse stuff. At some point, we're going to have to have Madam Web, right? You don't have to, but it would be cool if you did. So so one, I will agree that having multiple villains for Spider-Man is fine because they've done that. So many yeah. times in the comics. Yeah, it's, it's, not part like, of what, it's part of his thing, yeah. Yeah, like like there's so many times where he doesn't go up against one person. He goes up against three, four, or whatever. It didn't work in Spider-Man 3 because if it felt shoehorned. It wasn't natural, and there was no good story to explain how it all came together. Mm. You know? Sam Raimi couldn't make it work. No. But I do feel like with the success of Spider-Verse, like... Marvel and Sony are like, yeah, let's make it happen again in real live action. And as long as Sony doesn't interfere and doesn't write the script. I mean, like, here's the thing is they haven't sold us that. No, right? they haven't. Like, it seems like they've gone out of their way to not sell us that, which some people are thinking, well, they've gone so far to not sell us. So clearly that's what they're doing. <laughs> like reverse psychology, damn we, it. <laughs> we, it's like, it's, we keep doing this to ourselves as fans. We keep working ourselves into stuff that isn't there. So I'm like, I'm going to go out and stake my claim saying Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield are not going to be. Well, I'm going to stake my claim that Mephisto is. So <laughs> like, this He's is another Mephisto, eventually. right? It's like, I think that's what it is. Like, I, th- I do think Mephisto is going to show up in something eventually. But yeah. And when we least expect it. Okay. okay. I'm, I'm going to go out on a, on a limb here, right? Like I'm staking my claim. This is, this is crazy. Not, not. We got this covered, crazy, right? No, like, <laughs> I'll bet you, Tom Holland is in this movie and he's playing Spider-Man. Hold it true. As long as he, da- as long as he da- dances, <laughs> he can dance. This is true. He can do backflips. You know what's as you know what's ridiculous as this? The fact that Chris Pratt keeps getting all the animation jobs. <laughs> yes, <laughs> good one, JD. You're learning. I've been the, taught well. The student is becoming the master. Yes. I had to include this because I thought this was the craziest thing in the world. First, he gets cast as Mario, and now Garfield. <laughs> what about Chris Pratt makes anyone think that this man could be, one, as an Italian-American, I'm offended, uh, <laughs> that he's playing Mario. Anybody uh, should be, any Italian-American should be offended just by Garfield himself, I mean. But I mean, Gar- but, I mean Gar- okay, Garfield will be Lorenzo Music forever. 
right? That's Garfield. That is the voice yeah. of Garfield. Bill yeah. Murray and Lorenzo Music had this weird symbiotic thing with him being Bankman. Yes. Bo- yeah, that's, why, just, it yeah, that's, that's why, why it worked. Yeah, that's why it worked. Bill- that's why it worked. There's this weird, you know, circles of Buddha thing going on with those two, even though they hated each other. Like, there's a thing. Chris Pratt? It's just a weird choice. It doesn't make sense. No. Like... Like I said, as an Italian American, I'm I am I am especially hurt that they've taken my cultural icon, Mario. Especially when Bill Murray is still right there. If they wanted to, yeah. Like, but why? Why is Chris Pratt getting all these parts? Like, what? What has made us believe that Chris Pratt is good at added voiceover stuff? Well, well, you know the thing is, like, this is Buzz Lightyear too, is it? Oh no, that's 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 the other Chris. Yeah, that's the other. Uh, It's a Lego movie. This has been a trend for a while now, where you get professional what used to get just professional voice actors that most people have you know admittedly never never knew who they were but you know when you when you go to this the big screen you can get somebody who can talk and can sing and you know do and and is actually professional voice acting and more and more now they're not hiring professional voice actors they're hiring big names to draw people to the animation so, that's never worked, whether or not they're that whether whether or not they have to dub in the singing or whatever you know there's a long history of that not working in film like i remember the dreamworks when dreamworks was doing all those movies in the late 90s early 2000s and they would have like brad pitt and stuff be characters and it never translated it never worked but they still do it they're so, still yeah they're i know i'm just saying it. there's never been a there's never been a there's never been a proven I'm not, I can't think of the word I'm looking for. There's never been like a a track a, tra- a track record of that being a successful way to market a movie, especially like so, something like a Mario Brothers or a Garfield. Yeah, but so, you but you get somebody playing playing a character like Tara Strong, and that and and it's going to be at least the voice acting is going to be top notch. You know? Right. So like the only thing I could think of is the popularity of the Lego movies. But the thing is, it's like... He was good in Lego movies. That's fair. But, I forgot yeah, about that. Right, but, the, yeah. but the problem with that is, that was a, a, a character that was created just for those movies. He could mm-hmm. do whatever he wanted. And let's be honest, Chris Pratt was being Chris Pratt, yes. right? Yes. Now he, he's being cast as two established characters. And like, what's the point of having Mario if he's not being stereotypically over Italian? If he's not going, it's me, it's Mario. You know, like, <laughs> why do I want to hear Mario... Like, like I, I want Captain Lou Albano. He's been dead for a decade, but like, that's what you need. You need like a Goomba. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Chris right. Pratt doesn't work here. Like, yeah. And then, just, and then like the whole, you know, there's something, I mean, I know it's, it's the, the character, the people who I'm used to doing their voice, but there's something docile about Garfield's voice. Yeah. And Chris Pratt's like zany and like, exactly the zaniness doesn't work with, I hate Mondays. Right, yeah. exactly. That no, that's exactly where my brain is. It doesn't. This whole thing doesn't make sense. Like, I'm not saying cancel the dude and don't get him work again. I just don't think these are good casting decisions. Yeah. No, I I I don't know what these people are thinking. Well, they're thinking, hey, people are going to see Chris Pratt's name and they're going to come see it. You're right. That's what they're thinking, and that's I don't it. think there's a I don't think there's a correlation between that. Like, I don't think anyone's going to say Chris Pratt is Mario. Well, now I got to see that. Like, no, it doesn't work that way. Well, we'll go see that for the train wreck, but you know, that's speak that's for yourself. <laughs> the foot is down. I'm not going to see this Mario movie. I'll yeah, see I, it. I've got too much of the original Mario Brothers in my head for to go see that. Actually, I'll wait for it to be on streaming. I was about to say, I'll see it when it comes out on streaming. I won't, I don't think I would go to the theater for that. Same yeah. with Garfield. I have no urge to see 
Why are we making another Garfield movie too? Like, yeah, well, the last few were just kind of. I will say, I will really say, kids movies. Not. I, I will say, wrong I, with a kids movie. No, I there's nothing wrong. I, but they. I hey, you were going to say, Dave. <laughs> I have to go see Garfield. Why? Him and I have the same birthday. His birthday is June nineteenth. Mm-hmm. That is a fact. You can look it up. I'm, I'm not disputing. Have you ever seen the? I don't think he's acting. But there used to be a, a Twitter website called G minus G where they took Garfield out of classic Garfield cartoons. So it would just be like, I think Jim is the character's name, interacting with nothing. And it was like, it looked, he just came off like a lunatic. And they're so damn hilarious. Yeah. I will find to... him and put him in the chat. Yes, but, the, and it's funny. So that's what, that's probably what made him one of my favorite comic strips growing up is because we had the same birthday. <laughs> And I hate Mondays too, and I love lasagna. So come on, who doesn't love lasagna? Yeah, but the thing, the other part, the other thing is like Garfield was never meant to be funny. Like it, it was almost like, yeah, he made it into comic strips or anything. But I've, I've read about, I've read articles that you know discussing about it was never meant to be a comic. It was meant to just mock other comics, and it just, it, it's not really that funny. I've never found him that funny, you know. So I'm from the 80s, right? And Garfield and Friends was a phenomenal cartoon show. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, and and, and comment, but John, yeah. I don't know if we can be friends anymore. If 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 you don't like, please Garfield. please look at what I just put in the chat. Oh yeah, Heathcliff, dude. Heathcliff, follow Heathcliff. Heathcliff. <laughs> no one should terrorize the neighborhood. Oh my God, nice. I can do any show from my childhood I don't know that I, I watched. That. that stuff I, I can do oh, a I, lot of them, but that's how I won my wife over because I could do the cartoon shows from our youth. Really? A lot of them. I remember, I just, if I hear a TV theme song, it's stuck in my head. Or from the my youth anyway, not now. Welcome to a land that's way under, down, under. Sky's always yellow in the rain or shine. Come to Tasmania. Come to Tasmania. Did you just read the cartoon? I, did you read the cartoon I put in the chat? Yeah, yeah. It's hilarious. There's a whole Twitter feed of a guy who did this, who took Garfield out of it, and it makes Jim look like a raving lunatic and they're yep. phenomenal phenomenal oh my god that's beautiful john yes you have to make that your your banner on facebook mm. <laughs> sending you another one hang tight this makes a great podcast yeah i know right sending stuff in the chat hey it's, everybody take a look at this that's fine put it on twitter like share this yeah i have to share this on twitter we'll, we'll yeah. post it with the with the with the yeah post it with oh the podcast. i just i just sent another one all right, all right. While while we're talking while we're about, looking at things on while we're talking about cast. casting choices that don't make a whole lot of sense, this mm-hmm. one threw me for a loop. So apparently, Disney is continuing their trend of turning their classic cartoons into live action movies. They keep making money. I know. So now they're going to go back <sighs> all the way back to the beginning and do Snow White. And I, I just I don't see it. Gal Gadot. It's not confirmed yet, but Gal Gadot is in talks to play the evil queen. Does she have the gravitas for this? <sighs> gravitas? Have you yeah, watched these the... movies? Uh... Come on. I I know, but... <laughs> Dave just read the other cartoon I put in the chat. Yeah, nice. Uh, wait, wait, you maybe at, I'll buy look, a monkey. But look at my I little... told you, they're really funny. Maybe I'll buy a monkey. Oh, my God. There, there's, our, there's our title. Maybe I'll buy a monkey. There we yeah, go. Maybe I'll buy a monkey, right? So if you look at Maleficent, right, with Angelina Jolie, Angelina Jolie, like, 
when she steps onto the screen, she's bam. got presence. Yeah, she's got yeah. presence. I'll give you that. She's got gravitas. Now, I don't know that if is, Gal Gadot has that. I actually have a point about Angelina Jolie from when we talk about Eternals, but we'll get to that. I think Gal Gadot has that as Wonder Woman. I don't know if she has it on her own because I don't think we've seen a lot of her not being Wonder Woman in other movies, you know? She's not a bad actress, but... I don't know if I she's just, a good actress, though. Like, I don't think she's bad either. I think she's fine. No, she, right, she's fine. She's... She, she when she's in a movie she does well it's haven't just, we seen this though like hasn't this been done they didn't didn't we haven't we gotten this isn't this maleficent again like same movie no am i wrong no this is a redo of, the, of, of snow, snow white, white but it's, it's not it's not like from but it's the, the same movie but maleficent is cinderella but it's the same movie well no it's a, because it's because a different disney was, princess Malefic- maleficent was from the point of view of the evil character and they're that's what we're to... gonna get this one no that no no this don't... is a this is a live action snow white oh right. we're gonna this... get straight up live action snow okay i, re- yeah, I misread the article it's not it's not called oh. the evil queen, oh okay the evil then i then i care even less i know i know right because well because it's also weird they're we not talking for, about over eight on these? they're not talking about who's casting for snow white they're talking about i mean obviously they're probably getting a younger actress to play snow white to play off Gal Gadot as the evil queen because the old the old crone evil queen Gal Gadot. I'm gonna tell you, gonna <laughs> tell you right now who we're gonna cast. We're gonna cast Eleven, uh, the Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah, eh, she could that's her it. Snow White. Mark my words. That'd be well. Okay. My gosh, the the mouse just owns these people. Don't don't. They? But no, that and that's another thing too. Like, I feel like they keep stuffing big dirt, big names in these movies to well, yeah. draw people in. Yeah. Right, and in a, in a complicated scheme to make money, they're casting stars. But the re, the remakes the remakes aren't that good. I can't, I still can't believe they're no, they're money. not. They're I, it's it's getting okay. Younger kids seem to really like them, and their parents are taking them to them. But everyone, all of them, comes up going, "Yeah, the cartoon was better." John Favreau is a phenomenal director, but you can't tell me his Lion King was better than the original. No, no. the line the line you was horrible because the live action Lion King they couldn't show any emotion. They were trying to make it too realistic. Mm-hmm. I liked yeah. his Jungle Book. I thought Jungle his Jungle Book was pretty good. I enjoyed it. It was you know just not a cartoon. Yeah, yeah. There's something magical about those original cartoons. There is, there is, there's, and I'm not opposed to remakes. Right, the remakes are fine. I just I'm opposed to Disney. Not, I don't know. I, they're still releasing half-assing it just for the money. Yeah, that's yeah. I'm thinking that's kind of what Disney does. They've released a lot of bad movies throughout the course of you know Disney existing. True. You know, black it's hole all, sucked. Let's be real. It's What's all that? an elaborate scheme to make money. The black Which, hole sucked. Like those movies. A lot of those movies they made in the '60s and '70s, right? They well, were the black hole. Action you just, movies. The black they hole weren't was good. meant to drop acid to, <laughs> to watch. I mean, Having never dropped acid, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> But, um <laughs> that is such a that, that it's it was so weird they made that movie to obviously compete with star wars and yet but it had nothing it was nothing like star wars it was more of a epic than it was so was so was, it was zarda so was zardoz though oh my you know, god like people zardoz were making was, zardoz no, is great because you know some stupid sexy sean connery but like it's but that's like a lot of studios are like oh star wars give them something spacey you know, not Kevin's. Like, if I feel like, <laughs> well, Zardoz was definitely spacey. That's for sure. Oh, very spacey. My very God, spacey. I mean, I don't know. It's been such a long time since I black saw Black Hole, but I kind of feel like they were trying to compete with Star Wars, and they made a movie like Star Trek: The Motion Picture to compete with Star Wars, where it was more cerebral and talking, less action, and you know, space wizards jumping around. Yes. <laughs> Yes, sure. that is that is what happened in Star Trek the Motion Picture. Yes. Uh, 
What a so, boring, what a boring movie that is. Yeah. Well, it was never meant to be a movie. It was supposed to be a pilot for a TV show. So would not have been a great pilot for a TV show. Counter Farpoint is a good pilot. Star Trek the movie. It is. Not a mm. good pilot. By the way, I sent another one in the chat. Jim from Garfield without Garfield is totally John O'Grady. Oh my God. Now, now wait. <laughs> You, you can't you can't really poo poo the first Star Wars movie, the Star Trek movie, because that yes, did give us Wrath of Khan. That's true. Without that movie, we don't get to the Wrath of Khan, which is the best part of Star Trek One. So Wrath of Khan holds up so well too. Wrath of Khan is still the best Star Trek movie. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> You're right, JD. This is amazing. It is. It is. John. So- John, it's John. I read that one. I'm like, oh my god, this is John. This is John O'Grady. That's why I find these things so funny. It was like, <laughs> yeah, we're just we're just looking at a comic that's just John from the from Garfield, just looking off into space. The next panel, he's looking down into space, and then he just says, "I dread tomorrow." Dread tomorrow. <laughs> like it's great, man. This man, I forget the name of the guy who actually did these. He's a genius. But but and the absolutely. thing is, like it, it, it I mean. I mean, it's almost like it was meant to be like this. I know. That's why it's almost like the cat putting the cat in the comic strip ruined the comic strip. It was Gar- it was this it was this it was an afterthought just to make the guy not look too crazy. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's like if you if you take him out, the series is a thousand. Well, think times about funnier. it. Think about it though, right? Because like Garfield was a cat who was who just thought he wasn't talking to to right. Uh, Right, so, which is which makes Jim's madness even funnier. Right, that's the oh, whole thing. Like he right. obviously was crazy because he's he talking hear, to a cat. Talking oh, to a th- cat. Th- this is the point of view of everybody watching Calvin. Kind of. Calvin's a little kid though, so it, it's a more acceptable with little because Calvin Hobbs Hobbs is his stuffed tiger, right? It's True. different. Yeah, there's an innocence to it. This is just—is it John or Jim? I forget the character's name. I think it's John. It's just his his malaise and his madness, like being mm-hmm. exhibited. Well, don't talk about innocence with Calvin because you know when you get snowman. Stop! That, stop! Uh, stop! Snow. Don't stop! Let's just leave that. Don't ruin Calvin and Hobbes for me. <laughs> what was that book that we read? That oh, it was uh, oh god, it was David Pepos's book. I'm drawing a blank. It was good. We all loved it. Yes. Um, son of a bitch. God damn it. Hold it was, it was uh, Spencer and Locke. Thank you, Spencer and Locke. Yeah. Spencer it was like on the tip of my tongue and I couldn't get it out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh so as you can tell, ladies and gentlemen, it's kind of a slow news week here at Superhero Speak. Yeah. Yeah. So you know Spen- but check out Spencer and Locke. Definitely. Yeah, that's a good comic. If, if you want Kelvin and Hobbes ruined in a good way. <laughs> Fair. It's like like it's really worth checking out. And while Fair. you run to the store to pick up Spencer and Locke, we're gonna take our last commercial break and we'll be right back with our main topic. After these messages, we'll be right back. All right, we are back. And of course, we're here to talk about the latest and greatest Marvel movie to come hit theaters. Well, the, the latest. Uh, we got Marvel's Eternals and we're going to we're going to to talk about it and re- review it. But before we do that, I did remember to gather some information first. So we'll start with the box office. Uh, so far as of this recording, domestically it's made 71 million internationally 90 million so 161 million altogether not bad for a pandemic movie you know uh not great either because there are movies that have already outperformed that so rotten tomatoes the critics score is 47 
but the audience score is 80. I think that's an important factor to keep in mind. Yeah, especially because they bombed. They tried to do the crit the bomb, and it didn't quite work as far as the audience score. But the critics score, meh, a little bit. Yeah. And then finally, we did a poll over on Twitter. We did? Uh, yeah, we did. I missed it. Hmm. Okay. Sorry. And it's, oh. uh, have you seen Eternals yet? What did you think? And of course, no one commented, but is it, we did. Is it, is it me or does the Eternals emoji look like Bitcoin? <laughs> <laughs> it does. Okay, I'm not crazy on this one. Okay. You mean, so it seemed, it looks like on paper, uh, it's worth a lot, but in reality. It's, it doesn't I, exist. I'm so, smart enough to admit that I don't understand cryptocurrency. So that scares me away from even thinking about it. So let's, uh, let's discuss blockchain. So we gave, <laughs> we gave the audience three options. The first being Marvel Magic again. The second being not the best, but okay. And finally, it was terrible. And... and? At the the most votes was not the best, but okay at sixty three point four percent. Followed up by Marvel Magic again at twenty four point four percent, and finally uh, it was terrible at twelve point two percent. So all over the place here with what people think of this movie. So so let's get into this before we get uh, too deep. Let's let's talk spoiler free. Let's go around the room, give our initial impressions. We'll start with John because he seems to have. Some things he wants to say about this movie. It was okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, all right. So this would have made a really good Disney Plus series. It would have. Okay. It, it would have. It w- if they had given it time to breathe, given the characters time to, you know, form attachments with the audience, gone a little bit more in depth, and if they had tied it deeper into the current mythology like if we if they had showed scenes of these eternals watching people they care about be dusted right like it would have tied them more emotionally into you know it, it would have given them more impetus for finally saying oh this we're only living to, to you know bring about an, another celestial well screw those guys you know it they they, they didn't it would have made a good Disney Plus series at like, I don't know, 10 episodes, I think. But they shoehorned too much into this. The writing was a bit clunky, especially at the beginning. But but it had good points too. So Okay. JD. Are you familiar with an album called Music from the Elder? No. No. The ninth album from KISS. It is oh. a progressive rock concept from KISS. Uh-huh. Progressive rock from Kiss. That doesn't sound, yeah. Exactly. That's kind of. Exactly. It was a bold experiment that tried to do something different with the material. And it's not bad, but it's Mm. ultimately not what I want. And it was largely forgotten, though not terrible. So then they came back with Creatures of the Night, which gave us more machine, possibly the greatest Kiss song of all time. It's, it's okay. It's okay. I mean, like, it's very okay. You know, I wish I liked it more than I did. I thought it was kind of bloated and there's too much going on and too much shoehorned in. And I feel like we're trying too hard. And again, I don't blame Chloe Zhang. I think she did the best she could trying to make this work. But at the end of the day, I didn't go into this giving a shit about the Eternals. And I just don't give a shit about the Eternals coming out of it. And there's the problem. Yeah. So... Yeah. I, okay. Okay. So I have to start off 
by saying that some of my opinions may be clouded by the company I was with. I may have been a little distracted. Anyway. Are you so, making out in the theater? A little bit. Uh, <laughs> well, it's funny because when afterwards when I told her that, you know, well, I saw the movie to talk about on the podcast. She's like, you know, if I had known that beforehand, I probably would have sat two seats over <laughs> to make sure you paid attention. I'm going to leave it alone. Leave it alone. Not gonna, not touching it. Not tonight. <laughs> but never mind. No, no, don't re- resist. Resist, man. Be strong. Hard to strong. be immature. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I will say that this story for the Eternals would have made a better second movie. I feel like there's two movies here. I really do. Yes. Yes, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, and I get I get that. I don't want to get into spoiler territory yet, but yeah, I think this would have this storyline would have been the better second movie. But it was like I think and I think that's the consensus. It's like it was okay. I didn't go in with high hopes, which is because I never read any of the Eternals books. No one I has. Am, that's I'm the not, thing. I'm not familiar with the characters. There wasn't like there was some massive reemergence in the comics with them before this movie came out either or anything like that. It was just like which also will get to another point. I feel like they're starting to scrape the bottom of the mar- Marvel barrel at this point. I don't know if they're doing that, but I think they're trying to do the Guardians again. You know what I'm saying? Like the yes. Guardians was a bold yes. choice that worked. This is a bold choice that didn't. I don't, quite think, work. I don't think it didn't work, but at the same time, I don't think it quite stuck the landing. Like, yeah. I don't think kids are going to run out buying Icarus shirts. Yeah. So, well, according to my. 11 year old nephew the only person that he liked in it was was it the sprite and that was it because she was funny and and that was it he but you know i got three nephews they're seven 11 and 13 i think and they're like you know all right it didn't do really it 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 wasn't interesting enough to stick to to do it but you're bringing up a good point because why did they do internals like they have all these other properties in flight that could have done something else. They could have spent the money on another film to enhance the current mythology that they've got, keep a ball rolling. And instead they decided let's, let's put the Eternals into this. All right. Which again, admittedly, like you guys said, it's not really popular in the comics at this point or it hasn't hasn't been. So why, why introduce them? Guardians. That's why. Okay. Hold on to that thought. Cause I think we're going to get into spoiler territory here. So if you haven't seen the movie and you don't want to be spoiled, this is a good time to to turn the podcast off. Go see the movie and come back. If you haven't seen it, then let's keep going. But as you can kind of see, we're all kind of middle of the road about this. So I, I when we're when we're like this, I always say just go see it and, and decide for yourself. So, mm. all right. And spoilers in three, two, one. Okay, let me say what I'm getting at with the second movie. Though, because you have the scene with Sam Hayek or Ajak where she was talking about, you know, the love for humanity because the people of this planet reversed Thanos's, you know, snap and brought half of the universe back, right? I think if you set Eternals up in a movie before An- Infinity War comes out and establish them as characters on the Earth, and then and 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 you secretly reveal in that movie. Like they're they're good guys, but then you slowly reveal like nope, they're they they've secretly got this plan to bring another celestial out of the earth and destroy it. But then you see them react to the end of Endgame, 
then when you come back to the Eternals now, they're changing their mind and that sets up this story. So then you're not getting a two and a half hour movie that doesn't work because you're not breathing at these characters. Well, and that first movie could have also been about the, the, was it the deviant that was basically killing them and and like they built this deviant up and at the end it's like done dead. What the hell, you know? Well, yeah, exactly. Like that, they, they were building this deviant up to beginning smarter and smarter without it going anywhere other than he was a distraction in the end fight. That was it. He is a a red herring villain. He is a plot device. He is a character that exists merely to be a story engine for the other characters interacting with each other. Yeah, and that's why I'm saying that the writing on this was clunky. There's good stuff in there. There was good humor and stuff. It's just that the the storyline was, like you said, too compressed. They could have made two movies or they could have done a Disney Plus series and and they could have done wonderful things with it. When, I think when, a Disney Plus series probably would have been the way to go, to be honest with you. When the variant makes the comment about like, oh, well, you know, you're like us. You were created by the Celestials and, and you're just like, you know, following your programming, blah, blah. Like, I thought, oh, OK, well, that means at the end he's going to join with them and stop, you know, help stop the, the Celestial. But it was like, no, he still just wants to kill them. And it's like, but why? Yeah, it right? didn't make any sense, right? You've got all the, it, it, he's he's been awakened to all this knowledge of what he is, like can contemplate himself and them. And plus and he, he has the memories his, of the other guard, guardians, the the internals. internals. Yeah, that, yeah. He, that he sucked their souls out of to, make, to upgrade himself. Yeah, it was just like, okay, so then it what's the point of this? And just done, Here, yeah. Here's what's the problem with these kind of movies. It's like, we've got more than a decade of like accrued interest, right? And like they have like, well, these characters have been here the whole time. It's like they haven't done shit and all the stuff in the last decade plus. It's like, no, because they couldn't. It just it doesn't stuff like that always feels shoehorned. And Guardians works because Guardians was off doing its own thing. Right. Daredevil worked because he was down doing his whole thing. Right. Right. These guys are like big, bold, like universal characters and haven't interacted in this world. It just it feels that's that's why Act on. It, it just feels and, false yeah, and that's and, and that's that's why like i, I was watching was it uh comics explained right and he came up with he came up with the idea that what they should have done was the flashbacks should have been through time them interacting with things maybe you know like the first avengers movie they're in the background saving people but also uh, trying to not but also trying not to, to show no, no, themselves no, no. off yeah, or, I don't like that either. At least, at least reacting to anything no, I think, where people they care about are being dusted, and I that think, changing their per- perspective. I think no. I think what it is is, in my opinion, again, if this could come out before Infinity War to introduce the Eternals and had them fighting a secret war against the Variants, right? That's why they didn't Deviance. show themselves. Deviants. I'm sorry. Mm. Yeah, I deviants and th- that's why they didn't show themselves to mankind because they didn't want mankind to know the deviants existed although it'd be nice to see eternals fight the tva i mean and then include them in infinity war getting upset because half of the people get dusted and then make this movie about ajak going like okay we can't go through with this now because these people did this that makes more sense yeah. but to try to shoehorn that whole story in one movie it's just like, it hurt. <laughs> Here's the problem with Eternals. And this goes back to what the Eternals really are. 
right? Is Jack Kirby had this big grand plan for Thor, right? He leaves Thor and the new gods are basically what comes out of Thor, right? The yeah. new gods come after Ragnarok. Jack Kirby's never allowed to finish his new gods story, right? He goes okay. to Marvel and essentially creates another version of the new gods, mm-hmm. right? And then after the Eternals fails, he goes to Tops and does uh, Captain Victory. You know, it just, it's like, you. this is like, it's like a picture of a picture of a picture, Right. Like this is Jack Kirby's third version of this story that he's been working with. And it's not the care. I'm just, this goes back to the root of the characters. Like they feel shoehorned in because they kind of always were. Right. Like you have like Star Fox, who's been like, is he, he's an internal. And like he, and like Cersei, Cersei was an event member of the Avengers. Like she's, she's the most integrated member of the Marvel Universe. And she's like a third string Avenger. Right. So it just, no one cares about Icarus. Because Icarus is like kind of a knockoff Orion, who's kind of like a reimagined version of Thor, right? It's like or Superman, right? It's or Super, it's like Superman it's like a, it's like every time Hyperion. you do it, like you lose a little bit of something, yeah. right? And, and this and, is it's like it's like it feels like Kirby's third, you know. Well, I'll just do well, this into this now. And the, the storyline, the, the storyline also it suffers from one of the biggest problems with some of the Marvel stories, like with the Avengers. Okay why didn't all the Avengers have Iron Man suits? Okay, you could kind of explain that off, you know, in a way, but- I didn't want but, to. But, that, that but you got these celestials, yeah. but you got these celestials. Why did they give each one of these people different powers? Why didn't they just create a couple of Eternals with all the powers? I mean, what the hell? Because you wanted him to, I don't know, you could balance because, it out. There's a big balance, be, you could say. Because that. storytelling, if everyone yeah, I mean, all had the same. Yeah, because- but, yeah, but, if they all had the same powers, then you don't need different that many characters to interact with. You could have three of them. I think that's another problem with this movie is it's easy to introduce a handful, of, like a couple of characters. They're introducing us to a world of characters and we don't get enough time with any of them to really make a strong connection with any of them, right? Yes. Like, uh, I'll say this. With the end of the movie, when Icarus, you know, basically helps out and stops fighting them, and lets her stop the celestial. Like, okay, I, I was like, okay, I, I'm on board here. Like, I this this I get. I like this beat. I feel this beat. When he goes and flies into the sun to kill himself and get it, it's he's Icarus. So yeah, you have to do that. <laughs> but I flew too high. <laughs> but I I didn't I, I was like I didn't feel anything. It's like oh okay, so he's just done now. This is he's a one and done. All right. That's you the know. thing is like there's no accrued interest in the character when he sacrifices himself, right? Right. It's just kind of like, oh, okay. And again, that doesn't work at this point in the Marvel universe. We expect right. because like we've taken so many movies to establish these characters. Like, I know what they're trying, and I think they're a little overconfident in their abilities to do these things. I don't think things are wrong with Chloe Zhang's direction. I think she did the best she could with what she had. I oh, think yeah. this is I think this is Kevin Feige thinking I can I just hit home runs. Right. I can do it's this movie feels kind of arrogant. Right. Well, yeah. it, the writing wasn't good enough to hold that arrogance. Let's put it that way. That's, I agree with you. I, that's what I'm saying. It's arrogant. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like I think it was like because Guardians should have failed and it worked. Right. But the Guardians are big, bold personalities. Like, you got <laughs> and it was tree, James Gunn. I mean, it's James Gunn. And James yeah. Gunn is a different kind of filmmaker than Chloe Zhang. Chloe Zhang makes these small, quiet movies. And I give them credit for trying something like an actual a tour. Right. Mm-hmm. James Gunn makes these bombastic lunacy pictures, right? James Gunn's a, a trauma guy with a budget, basically. 
Hmm. Yeah. Like Chloe Zhang is not that kind of director. She makes these interpersonal, you know, uh, conversational movies. And that's what she tried to bring to the Marvel universe. And I don't think, I don't think the marriage quite worked. Right. Like I said, guardians, we've got like these like bold, distinct characters and they look distinct. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's not just, we have a, we have a lot of diversity. It's like, I got a green guy with tattoos. I got a talking raccoon. I got a giant tree. I got a green (laughs) assassin woman. And then I got, you know, the dude. The, you know, the stereotypical white dude. Yep. So, like, there's something to that that like clicks, and like they did such a great job in the trailer establishing what this was going to be. In this movie, everybody is like super powered. Everybody is kind of like almost talking in that like Star in like the the, the Star Wars prequel voices. Yep. Yeah. You know, where it's like this I, is the this and this is the this and this is this, and there's not a lot of like exposition exposition oh, so much exposition song it's like it's yeah. like lord of the rings really but again without like the visual the bold the bold visuals to really grab you and i didn't think the i didn't think the visuals were that yeah and, and what's his name inspiring kit, kit harrington kit, yeah kit harrington he, he, he playing the black he, knight you didn't let me know it he should he should have been in there the whole way that would have made the exposition at least targeted right Shoehorn, man everything you, is so you need the new guy with new eyes to be able he should have been yes yes he should have been our point of reference character because he's a human right, right? you thrust the human into this world then he's learning as he goes along is right. it cliched yes it's the last starfighter it works right but they didn't do that here. well and that's that's the other thing and you brought oh geez it just went out of my head you brought up right. a really good point i usually do okay well while you're thinking she it her direction could have worked had they done either like like dave said two movies oh. or or a a full disney plus you know 10 episode thing because because then she has time to do her quiet moments and then mm-hmm. bring out the big guns and work up to those big mm-hmm. you know fights and everything in this yeah she just they she had too much so, to, to to shoehorn into this uh, so that's that's the point i wanted to get to he mm-hmm. introduced there's what 10 characters there's there's yeah, like, a lot it's a lot yeah and it's like, and Jake, you could argue, oh, well, Suicide Squad had so many characters. Yes, but they killed off and most of them. It the, didn't work either. The and the first time they, they, the first right. time they tried the Suicide Squad, it didn't work. Right. And the, so yeah. in the second time they did it, they killed off most of those characters right in the beginning of the movie. And they left us with five main five characters, characters yep. to deal with. Same thing with the Guardians. Like five. That works. The other issue I, I really see with this movie... The more I think about it, geez, wow. The more I think about it, the more it's like, oh, this was an issue. And that's an issue. And this is an issue. The the the, the what they were fighting were mindless creatures. Yeah, right? yeah. The, the so penultimate, like, you know, knowing things that's knowing like, knowing there's is a Marvel movie, there has to be a an actual villain foil in it. So like at one point your brain's going, it's one of them's gonna turn on them. Like, you know. So there's a real lack of an antagonist, like a personable villain. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when, when it's revealed that Icarus, you know, turned on them, it wasn't like an moment. Right. Which like, that's the other thing you talked about the, he was always a, he was always a stuck up bastard the whole time anyway. Right. That's, that's what the, that's the point you made that uh, stuck in my head, JD, the preview with guardians you knew what the movie was about. You knew what you were getting into. Like that didn't give the story away, but you knew the what expectations had been set with this. They didn't reveal too much in the trailers because they had twists in it. that They didn't want you to see coming, but yet we still the saw twists, them coming. We still saw them coming and they didn't really work that well. 
So they yeah. made, we had a twist only works, right? Writing wise, a twist only works is if you're fight is if you're emotionally invested in what's going on. It's hard to get emotionally invested in what's going on when you throw so many characters at you. The Lord of the Rings, the first one, is a very hard movie to get invested in the first time around. Like you're learning so much, yeah. but in the end, they pretty much ignore half the fellowship and really focus on Aragorn and the hobbits, right? Yeah. The other guys are there, but they're not really involved in the actual moving of the story. Right. Right. No. So that's what they didn't really do here is they're trying to do so much and establish so much, but it just doesn't, I mean, like it's, it's never worked. I can't say, man, they just dropped the ball on this. The Eternals has never worked. Right. It's, it's not really a Marvel concept. Did this feel like a Marvel movie to you guys? Hmm. No, and well, that that was the other reason why so many people have suggested that they should have put more flashbacks in of them interacting with the world. Yeah, I well, no, I think I think it would have it would have tied it. I think it's into. I think it would have tied it tighter into the act the current timeline. Could it have tied? Yes. Could it? Could here's the thing on the flashback. Flashbacks are done because you need to like because you're not you're you're moving story like your mechanics aren't working. Right. So like, well, this happened in the past, like, unless well, no, like, well you're talking about characters that have 7000 years of history. So, so flashbacks are kind of a necessity in that case. Right. Not necessarily because you have to be because you're trying to shoehorn, you know, 7000 years, like you said, of continuity into a two and a half hour movie right. at the expense of character. So, well, no, OK, one, one more thing, Dave. Flashbacks can be very effective in setting character. It's used in anime. Yeah all the time to not here, great though. effect um and, you also and, get more and, you and, get and more works, space though but you but get more works. space in anime like you get you get you get a long form story to tell a flashback works great and long can work great in long form storytelling not in short burst storytelling like filmmaking highlander highlander is a cheese ball movie well yeah but it's still used flashbacks <clears> but it's effect. also one character it's about one guy true so I, that's again, what like it. I said, yeah, I still agree yeah. that it, they should have been, you know, two, mo- three movies or whatever. But okay, or the, the, series, the flashbacks but. are used to establish the character and to tell the character story. These weren't to use to tell a character story; they were used to world. That's different, True. right? Okay, and and so so the one argument you're, you've you've brought up a couple times, John, about showing them interacting with the MCU as opposed to just whatever that goes back to a point Joey made, I think, when we did. Black, when we were talking about Black Widow, mm-hmm. is Marvel has taught us what to expect in their movies, how to watch their movies. So when when we get to a new movie and it's not so intertwined with the MCU, where it's like, oh, there's something wrong with this. And I don't, you know, and I think that's like True. we have to we have to get rid of that expectation. Like eventually, it's going to be more connected. We have to think of it that way when they're introducing characters. But the other aspect is like, yeah. I get like nonlinear storytelling and I understand like part of the reason we don't do the nonlinear in this movie. Also it's to help with the twists and the surprise, but I, it just, I don't know. It just, well, it's hard to do nonlinear storytelling correctly, like in a way that's effective and, and makes sense in the end. Right. And, and, and I guess to JD's point, most most movies, most writing you see where they're using flashbacks is used as a crutch more more than a crutch. an actual an actual you know tool. The the the, so. the flashbacks are used to show key moments 
to establish the characters. That's the main thing that they're using this movie for. Like the whole scene with Druig and him controlling the, the people that were fighting and then him leaving because he's like, you know, I just want to make, I just want to stop humanity from fighting. And then the one to show Thena having the, the memory disease or brain disease, you know, like, yeah, I mean, and, and the show, uh, and the show wasn't all uh, bad. What's his face? Um, Icarus and, and oh, why can't I think of the, the main girl's name? Cersei. Uh, Cersei. Cersei, the show, you know, to establish their love story, you know, and I get it and I, and I get that, but it's just like, you're trying to establish essentially 10 characters backstories too hard right yeah like again i'll have to rely on my anime chops the like in anime when you get a long-running series you get when they introduce characters usually one of the first things you get is a you know a black and white because you know because you know when your flashback is black and white your your history sucked but it's like it's you know it's it's used to great effect, but yeah. you're right. You need more time to breathe. The more characters you if have. If you're if you're doing this as a as a Disney Plus show, you could do you could establish one or two characters per episode until you get to the point where you're comfortable. But I mean, they, I, w- I would go back to the Highlander series, the TV series, which did that a lot because you're meeting a new immortal every once in a while, and you need some backstory on his interaction with one, uh, with McCloud, right? One immortal. One to rule them all. Uh, that's oh, wait, what I'm saying. That was... That's why, but that's why it worked. <laughs> is your focus is on Connor McLeod, right? Worked in Highlander. No, you wait, like but, that, but did you ever watch the TV series? A couple times. Okay, so yeah, the the TV series. You're every once in a while you're meeting another. That's a TV show, though. That's what right, you I know. Again. I know. I, 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 that's I'm why it does. Saying... But that's and why it, it doesn't work. And and that's the whole thing too. When you're dealing with when you're dealing with as many characters as we are in this movie. Yeah. You basically get one trait to identify all the characters. You don't get a, a fully rounded character. Also know? known as the Shyamalan package. Right. One, one quirky did, trait to, to, what, to define what happened, the to, what happened to Kevin Feige? Like, this is a guy that used to just get and boil these guys down to their core elements. Why did we? Oh, because there are no core elements of the Eternals. Mm. Oh, never mind. So so what we're saying is we were, we, th- this movie was fighting several different problems. One, the Eternals themselves Two, the the medium was incorrect for such a large cast, and you know, with that, with seven thousand years of of history behind them, and then three was there were this feels like two movies, just or two storylines mashed together. You've got the you've got the the evolving uh, deviance, and then you've got the the birth of the the new celestial. It could have it could have been two Disney Plus series. With giving it plenty of time to give backstories and possibly to make people care about this enough, where going forward, care about the villain. How about making giving us a villain that we can like get invested in rather than just like yeah. Bomb. I mean, they they could have done. A bomb. We we were doing third person perspective, so they could have showed Icarus in and the what? background doing bad things while the rest of and them are you know didn't do that. The problem yeah. with having Icarus become like the pseudo villain. He is a pseudo villain. He's not the actual. Is that we don't have like a bad guy that we like. Our bad guy is like like a MacGuffin, right? Well, so, there's, Loki's there's no, not. I wouldn't call Loki a MacGuffin, but no, no, no. In this movie, oh, in this movie, yeah, this no, movie. he was just he was just a whiny baby who wanted his, his also, girlfriend back. It's also right. like one of the other issues, and I know it's just this is a stupid argument, but when you're dealing, I don't think it's a stupid argument when you're dealing with a property that like no one really knows anything about. The three biggest names in this movie are barely in it in my opinion 
Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Well, they killed Selma Hayek. Hayek. They killed Selma off, Hayek right off right yeah. away. They, they, um, they Steven Segalder. Yeah. They yeah. Ma Dong Siok uh, uh, Gilgamesh. Uh, Angelina Angelina Jolie is you know got her brain disease, so and so she's off camera. For she's off camera, and then Kingo. I can't think of the actor's name. Uh, come on. Oh shoot. K- Kamel Nanjiani. Yeah, like he disappears for the whole third act. He just like I'm out of here, and he and he leaves. You know, too much personality for this movie. Yeah, yeah. One of one of the things they said in the in the pitch meeting that was really funny is like, yeah, I, I Kamel said that he's going to spend an entire year like building up his body to Marvel standards, and and the the producers like, oh well, let's let's pay a joke on him. Let's just have him keep his shirt on the. Entire well, and time. I thought <laughs> I honestly thought like true. because because we all saw those pictures of him working out and, and like getting ripped, I thought he was going to be much more. I know, right? Central to this movie, you know, and he did a he did a really fine job in it. But it was like, but yeah, like you got the Bollywood scene, and then him drinking the spit beer, and yeah. and then he that, leaves. That's another that's another comment that I saw is that there there is a few people that said this would have been great if it didn't, if the entire thing had been a Bollywood movie. That might be but, true. It had been maybe more entertaining, that's for sure. <laughs> Well, yeah, and, and if it, you've ever seen a Bollywood movie, like their superhero oh. movies are just crazy. And again, I <laughs> don't want to take, crazy. I don't want to take anything away from the other actors because they all did a fine job. But mm. like, what are you what are you giving me to keep me invested in this? There's no meat on this bone. Yeah. It's a you know what this is? It's a it's a beautifully prepared meal. It looks great, right? They set the down, and you take a big bite, and you're like, eh, it's okay. So so the point I wanted to make about Angelina Jolie, somebody made this argument a long time ago. It might have been on the show about Angelina Jolie is product placement. And I was like, what? And they're like, you know, most of the movies she's in, she's in them because she's Angelina Jolie. She, they were like, what was the, what's the movie about the curving the bullets? Wanted, you know, like she, she has barely any lines. She shows up on camera walks across the screen shooting her guns and walks out great like because that's to get people in the seats you know um gone in 60 seconds is another great example of her just like showing up doesn't have a lot of dialogue blah blah you know and i thought about that but it's like in her later movies uh, maleficent is a great example and this is like she's a good actress too. she really good actress that's what i'm saying like she really brought it in this movie and she's barely in it yeah yeah she actually tried she did yeah yeah she earned her paycheck you know she really did she's uh, like i don't think any of the performances are bad i think all the i don't think anybody phoned this movie in i think they're all trying very hard to make a blockbuster and it's just 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 we could have used half of them we didn't need 10 people so so that goes back to my first question then like and, and i know your your answer is they're trying to recreate the same magic that they got with guardians of the galaxy but it feels to me like this is more likely the more likely the reason that they brought them in is because the Eternals have something to do with the next big bad for this phase. Of course it is. So, you know, maybe it's a lost leader. So but we're no, gonna see it's I mean, I mean, they just introduced Star Fox, you know, Eros and Pip, and 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 we haven't mentioned it yet, but the Black Knight and freaking Blade in this movie. That was weird. That was out of left field completely. Yeah. Yeah, wait, a minute. wait a minute blade was in the movie yeah he's he's the voice at the very end mm-hmm. when when uh, it's going to pick up the sword it's the it's the guy off camera saying are you sure you're ready for this that's blade 
Okay. Here's weird. Isn't it weird we have Star Fox and Pip Patrol coming in post Thanos saga? Yeah, but it's I guess extremely Adam Warlock's, weird. Adam Warlock's coming in, so it's it's ex- work, it's but. extremely weird, right? Like like yeah, that 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 was just like what, wait wait Star Fox wait what? <laughs> um, and I forgot because like they announced a while ago he got cast. The, the what's his face? What's the actor or For kid who? who played Star Fox? Oh, uh, was he New Kids on the Block or something? I forget. No, One Direction. Um, One Direction. <laughs> They're all the same. I- <laughs> Two kids on the block. You're showing your age with that I, reference. I, I, I know. Nobody cares. But yeah, it was just like, yeah, and then he's just in the post credit scene. I was like, okay. Um, uh, Harry Styles, by the way. Harry Styles, that's it. So here's something, though, I kind of want to mention. And it was one of the things, like, when I was watching the movie, I was like, is this why people didn't like this movie? What's his name? Da, 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 da. The inventor guy. Oh, Doc- yeah, Fastos. Fastos, that's Brian, it. Brian Terry Henry. Right. Like, let's not forget, like... This is a problem, by the way. We can't remember characters' names. Well, you, yeah. You that's, do a very good yeah, job yeah. establishing them. Because they're not they're not standard names, and and you've got 10 of them, and, you know, yeah. I mean, I mean, am I wrong, or is, is he the first gay Marvel character on screen? No, he is. First gay Marvel screen. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, so, yeah, no, there was, a, there was an uproar about that, too, wasn't there? Yeah. And that's my question. Like, it, that's what made me, like, wonder... Is that why people are ragging on this movie? But it was like part of it because there's the you know the the anti woke is mad about anything that they try to do that's a little bit different like this, which sucks because then like any kind of it's like the Ghostbusters thing all over again. Any kind of critical discussion you have gets so, sucked into that. Like mm-hmm. like what what bothers me about people ragging it on for that? It's like I felt that has done so right. Like I hate when they bring in a character who's gay just to make it about their sexuality where it mm-hmm. was just like, no, he was just like, he was just yeah, married yeah. with a kid. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's it. They didn't have to like make a big deal about it or anything. No one said anything, whatever he did. And, like, and they used it right too. They used it to ground yeah. his character. And exactly. Give, give him a motivation. The mm-hmm. problem being there was too was, little of it. There's too and, much going on. So you right. can't, you can't make but, that count for anything. Yeah. But I will say, He's one of the few characters that actually seems to have a real motivation in the freaking Yeah, movie. I agree with that. Right. Mm-hmm. Doesn't play a big enough part in right. right. Right? Like, this pie is cut so many different ways. Hey, nobody get a piece of pie. It's like when you get a piece of pizza <laughs> and there's 25 kids there, you get one slice of pizza. That's not enough pizza. Yeah, an intro I'm crust hungry. is not enough to... Yeah, uh, I want, so, I want pizza. <laughs> no, there's, there's too much going on. It's like, okay, look at Avengers, right? In the Avengers movie, we're introduced basically to Nat we've introduced a little bit but not too much and then hawkeye who we're introduced to a little bit but not too much the groundwork for everybody else had been done in previous movies yeah yeah, yeah. no i agree and you so know? it and, gave them time to breathe while the others go and you're still doing only, things me, because, meanwhile justice yeah. league was five hours long yeah to establish all of that so i mean like you can't go and halfway still, and you're still only dealing with a handful of characters in the first avengers movie too much yeah there's too much going on in this movie there's way too much like I don't, I'm I'm surprised it got this far. Like I'm surprised that Kevin Feige wasn't like, yeah, there's too much going on here. Like, but I, 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 I no offense, but like to anyone who's in this movie, but you could I'll have cut. Them. There's definitely characters that served no okay. purpose yeah, that could have sure. been completely cut. Again, again, the, with the names, I'm not even going to try the name. The 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 speedster added nothing to the movie. She was just there. there. Yeah. Yeah. She even, it. Was it Makari? Was that Makari, Lauren Ridloff? She's she's deaf, right? Yep. Yes. And yeah. it's like, oh, Mar- the first deaf character in Marvel. Oh, cool. What does she do? Not a whole lot. 
Okay. Yeah. Great. She just runs great. literally just runs around. That's it. You could have probably well well she the prime speedster she, she was way faster than you like, could probably have cut Truig. You know, you probably didn't need him, you know. And that's the other thing. You uh I, I John's right. The 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 black knight or the boyfriend leave him in through the whole movie as the as the, the, the ground as the anchor he, because that's <laughs> what the part of the valet was later on in the movie right he, it's like just get rid of the valet like you didn't he need that. should have been the main character he's our entry point character this mm-hmm. is what you do with like urban fantasy type stories stranger in a strange land type stories you give audiences a familiar character the archetype, excuse me. You give them a familiar mm-hmm. archetype and you place them in the strange world. So we're learning about everything through their eyes. So you, right. you're putting yourself into them because Correct. you can relate to them. Correct. That's why the everyman archetype is important to these. They didn't do that. He's just kind of off to the side and we're thrust in the middle of this expansive soap opera that we're supposed to know everything about, but we haven't gotten any time to get used to this. Right. Even like Lord of the Rings, even like... The hobbits are tiny, but they never really focus on how tiny they are because the, the point they're, they're, they're our point of view characters. So mostly we see the world through their eyes. Frodo's our point of view character. He is the stranger in a strange land. Right. We didn't exactly. do that here. We didn't do that here. Like, I'm just surprised that all these like pros didn't see this stuff. And it's like, it astounds me, really. Yeah. Even Star Lord. Star Lord's a human who listens to music that we're all very familiar with. These were conscious choices. And like, mm-hmm. Like one of the things too that people were ragging on was like the love story aspect of the movie. And I'm like, I didn't have a problem with that, but it's just, you know, and the reason that they're doing the love story aspect of it is to establish motivations for these characters. But, you know, and they never really showed why Icarus and, and she broke up. Like there was no real, it was like, but that's, just it was, one day. That's, that's it. It's like, it, 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 you, it, well, there's no emotional investment in anything. Like, you know, the, the explanation of it is Icarus left because he learned the truth and he didn't want to have to tell them. Right. But, but see, that's exposition intel. You, it's, it's another case it, of, they uh, didn't have time to show. So they told, and that was it, you know? Right. Exactly. This is, this is just, it's not a bad movie. No, but right. For what they're trying to do, it's it's a it's good in spite of what it's doing. Like because the performances, because the actors did such a good job, it carries a lot of the the clunkiness of the movie. Right? It, this movie had to have big bot, had to have stars in it. This movie doesn't work with like just normal actors. Right. Right. Like it's this movie needed like gravitas, like quality actors to help it because it's weak. This is one of the weakest story. This might be the weakest Marvel story. Yeah. Yeah. Dark Thor Dark World. Thor Dark World, you still I mean, have good acting and you have like like the story is a simple story, right? In Thor Dark World. It's a simple story, but it works. This story is overly complicated and paper thin at the same so, time. And I and I'll say this Cersei and Icarus, who they're trying to make your main two characters and then give you a love story with them but they don't really establish they don't really like if that's going to be your focus make that the love story throughout the whole movie right but they didn't do that either right right they didn't even give us a Harrington got kicked out and that was it and show him struggling leaving her so that she doesn't have to tell her and show all that stuff and and bring us in with that but they don't do that we and had I'll to have say, a, we had to have the bollywood dance that's what i'm saying like can you have so much stuff going on you're spinning so many plates 
And I will say, and I don't know if anyone else picked up on this, Gilgamesh and Thena's love story was a better love story. Still a better love story than Twilight. You know, because because he gave up he gave up everything to take care of her. You know, like that's that's a real love story. You know, oh, don't, where... and don't for, don't forget Sprite. Sprite was, I mean, like there. I mean, again, you just there's no time Sprite's for Sprite's another character. Sprite's, in, Sprite's, you know, Sprite's another with, character. Like you, you don't need her in the movie at all. You, you know what? A template this movie could have followed and would have been more successful, but they didn't follow. What? The Blues Brothers. Wait, what? This should have followed the same template as the Blues Brothers, right? Okay, main, I'm intrigued. Okay, yeah. The main, your main characters are introduced to the plot. We have to get the band back together to fix issue to fix said issue so the story becomes them collecting the band isn't that what they tried to do here but yes but they didn't that's what i'm saying but this is what they should have tried to do and then like because we don't get to really know the band we get a little bit of the band but the band really doesn't matter like it's all about jake and elwood right right this really isn't all about you know circe and icarus it's about there's too much of it going on without enough hold in on like our main characters so you have sir you have Cersei trying to live her life, Icarus showing back up, show her being like heartbroken that she's not with Icarus, him showing back up to save her from the the variant, I'm sorry, the deviant, <laughs> deviant, them getting back together and then being like, okay, there's a threat here. We've got to go get the rest of the Eternals. Right. To the, and then make that your whole through line for the whole movie. And then and you, you don't them. even... Yeah, and you don't even end the flashbacks at that point. Right. You, know? you you tell the story as you go along. You collect one, then you collect the other, and you collect the other, and you introduce them that we way. Just, we just wrote a better version of this movie. And I hate to be that way, because, I mean, like, I'm not going to say writers didn't do a good job, but I'm watching this, and I'm like, they're trying to make the Blues Brothers, but they missed the idea of the Blues Brothers. Like, the band helps, the, the band is, like, is, like, super, like, the Blues, they need the band, but at the end, they are the band. Like, they're the heart of the band. Right. Right. Yeah. And like, but the heart can't exist without the other organs. So they're all pulling it together. And this is what it should be. Like, you don't have to know much about Donald Duck Dunn to understand that he's a vital member of the band. You right. need it just like we didn't need, like, they do all these characters. They should have just been, oh, yeah, this guy shows up as this. He gets a scene, move along. You know, in this one, you just, it feels like we're trying to like make emotional connections. I have no emotional connection to, you know, Steve the Colonel Cropper. Because you never get the chance to have that connection. You never because you you can't with that many characters unless you're going to do like you said a series and then every episode we add another character and then the whole this like kung fu where you have a whole episode learning about that dude and then you add them to the band and we're like a Dragon Ball episode. You're you're gonna find the thing. We're going after the thing. Okay, the Dark Tower is one of my favorite book series ever, right? And they're adding, they're constantly adding things, but. By the time they get there, there's so much groundwork done that you feel like you love each and every one of these characters. We don't get that because it's like shoehorned. Everything is so shoehorned into this. So yeah. if you're going to shoehorn stuff, don't make me care about the people. Right. Because I can't. I can't care about them. I can't. I can't care about anybody. I care about <laughs> you, just you, can't. Can't. You, know, you can't. You can't. You can't. You care about Jake. You care about Elwood. And that's all you're supposed to care about. That's it. Name. I, I was able to successfully name two other dudes in the Blues Brothers band. I can't even remember all of them. <laughs> Even they all the, have great scenes. Even in the Blues Brothers 2000. It's the, the same. said about that, the better. That's just, yeah, they ripped off the, their, the plot of the movie. They ripped but off I mean, their like, own movie, but yeah. But it works, but that kind of thing works. Like the get the band back together story works if like the band is just like an entity. If the Eternals are just an entity and you need like all the parts, that's one thing. When you're trying to make everyone a thing, 
there's not enough room to make everyone a thing. Right. Right. And then you could also do that. And then later on, have the other characters pop up in different movies one at a time to yeah. re- to establish them more. Yeah, we jumped, we jumped the sh- we jumped so many. It's like we wanted to get to. We're so excited to get to E that we skipped A through D to get there. E yeah. is so cool. We're just gonna go right to E, and it's like, what's going on? Like, and it's just there's so much shoehorned into it. You know, it just it doesn't work. Yeah. All right. Do my bl- I intrigued you guys with my Blues Brothers analogy, but I think I sold you. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, let's let's write a let's write our own Eternals following the Blues Brothers with blackjack and hookers. <laughs> Sorry, I was bent. The women. For a second there. How much for your women? That that's actually from the Blues Brothers. We got yes. half a pack of cigarettes, a fifth of tequila, and no, no, uh, we got half tank of gas, half a tank of gas, sunglasses, shit. We good. Yeah. It's dark out. We're wearing sunglasses. <laughs> hit it, hit it. <laughs> Growing up, everybody could like identify various parts of the Chicago suburbs that appear in that movie. It's like one of those uh, one of those things that you talked about when we were kids because your parents loved the Blues Brothers. So you showed it to you. It's like, oh, this was shot over here, and this part was shot over there, and because they, they literally shot it all over the Chicago land area. They actually did shoot in Chicago. Oh yeah, it's all shot in Chicago. Yeah. Oh wow, that's cool. Very. The all gas right. station was um, two miles from my house. Nice. At the end, yeah. So the Eternal Brothers. All right, let's. Uh... <laughs> Eternal Brothers. I like the way that sounds. I'm going to write that down. Let's mm-hmm. let's wrap it up here with a with a score and final thoughts on the film. Uh, of course, one out of ten wings in the sun. <laughs> John, you can go first. I, you know, I think I'm going to give this like a six point five. I have no joke. It's just <laughs> no, seriously. Like it, it. I mean, we we talked. It's it's just it. They could have been so so much better, and it's just you know. All they've done, all they did was was throw everything at the, at the screen and hope. You know, they they could have they could have been more oversight. They could have done a script rewrite. They could have made it a series. It it's still watchable, but it's not. I'm never going to watch it again. So yeah, except except when you know, in 20 years when I go and I decide I'm going to watch the entire the entire Marvel series before I die. And that's getting you know, harder and harder every day. I, I know, right? So I'm going to clear four weeks and watch like 12 hours of movies a day. And I don't even think that's enough, actually. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, 6.5. It, it's, it's, I think it's one of the weakest Marvel movies. And that being said, it's still better than almost any DC movie. <laughs> so. Okay. JD. I'm going to go for my third music analogy in this episode. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> once, going... I rose, once I rose above the noise and confusion, just to get a glimpse beyond this illusion, I was soaring ever higher, but I flew too high. That's how I feel about this movie. Called the, fact that the, the fact that it's Icarus is so... I can't figure out if it's so on the nose for what we were doing or a, just a grand coincidence or poetic justice. Like, this movie wants to be something, but mm-hmm. wings... The wings that it built just aren't meant for what it's trying to do. So it gets up into the sky and it melts underneath, right? It's so like fitting. Like the analogy just writes itself. Um, it doesn't suck, but it's not good, right? Like it's not, this isn't Man of Steel, which is just like so makes me want to stab myself in the face because it screwed so much everything. It just screwed such a, such stuff up. But yes. it's also not like Iron Man, where it's like they just nailed. Like this is this is this is if I could compare it to something, 
it'd be like, I don't know. Aqu- I mean, I liked Aquaman better than this, to be honest with you. Like, I just find this movie very mediocre. Five, I'm not even going to make a joke on this. It's like five star, five out of 10. So it's like the Snyder cut. I like the Snyder cut more than this. Oh yeah. my God. There's, there's stuff about there's stuff about the Snyder cut that I like. The Snyder cut suffers from a lot of the same things of trying to do too much, but the Snyder cut gave me four and a half hours. Yeah, right? that's true. Four like and a half the Snyder hours cut, it had enough time to build. The Snyder cut let things breathe shockingly. Yeah. Shockingly. This doesn't let you breathe. And like in a movie where you have to ingest so much stuff, like Aquaman's great at not letting you breathe because it's two characters. This right. different story. This needed to breathe, and they don't really let it breathe. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I, I will. I will definitely agree with that. And the thing is, like, and they don't even have in this movie the ability to rest on the knowledge. Well, at least comic book fans know and love these characters. You know, it's like, yeah, no, that doesn't work. You know, and like, and that's what they try to do with Justice League. Well, everyone knows Wonder Woman, Batman, Superman, and Flash and Aquaman. So let's just throw them all together. And are you telling me you don't know Athena? Athena, not drop the A, right? Athena. <laughs> and there's your uh, problem. <laughs> there's your problem. Yeah, so, so yeah, so, I mean, I get what they tried to do, but, yeah, again, they didn't stick the landing. It's tough. It has yeah. their problems. I, I'm going to go in between you guys again. I'm going to say uh, a six. So, yeah, sounds like we're saying watch it, but wait for Disney+. Plus. And then the other aspect of it is the only things you probably need to see now are the after credit scenes that are setting up the next things. If you want to know how it fits into the MCU, hopefully much better things, but much more interesting things. Yeah, no, actually, I think you need to see the last two minutes of the movie mm. to see the after, the, the after credits. No, no, no. First, you need to see the, the credits. What's his face? The the celestial take them away. Oh yeah, yeah. Because that's. That's all just to set up your sequel. And then the mid-credits scene is also part of your what's setting up your sequel. Mm. You know? And he jumped, then... He jumped the shark with all this stuff. Interesting point. Jumping the shark. Mm. I know we're, we're, we're going off a tangent here. That's That's been used so much, but it's so wrong. Did you know that jumping the shark episode was in, like, the second season of Happy Days? No, second or third season? Yeah. Oh, yes, it was. yes, it was. And the show went on for like five more years after that episode. But it got worse. That's where the idea of Jump the Shark comes from. Like, that's you're, you're, you're down from the peak. I don't know. They were still at one of the highest rated shows the whole time they were on. <laughs> Creative, so, creative, creatively. Okay. I don't know. I don't think Marvel's Jump the Shark. I think it's just this, you know, one bad movie does not make Jumping the Shark. No, it's not even a bad movie. Yeah. So. Just a misfire. You're looking it up, aren't you? I am looking it up because I don't believe you. <laughs> I just saw I really just saw a thing where they were talking season about season five episode three. Really? I could have swore they I saw season something where they said it was like season three. Season five, episode three. How many seasons did it last after that? I don't know. I haven't gotten to that part yet. Okay. So stand by. All right. Well, while he looks that up, let's let's wrap the show up with some recommendations for our audience. John, you got anything? My God. <laughs> yes. I thought I was gonna have halfway, something. halfway. No, wait. wait. Uh, it lasted from uh, it lasted until nineteen eighty four, so eleven seasons. So the show went on for six more seasons after. Six more seasons. Okay, roughly halfway. Sorry, I have, <laughs> I have, I have, I have found nothing this week that is worth our listeners' time. 
Ooh, that's 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 that is sad. That is sad. I think you which, need a which is which means which means that I have spent time reading and watching things that I would not want to pass on to anybody else. Hope you weren't reading any of my stuff for the record. No, 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 no. I mean, I was, but that's we 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 we, we constantly push that anyway. So Ouch. I th- I think. No, no, no. I mean, okay, we, we, okay, but we, okay. nothing new, nothing new. We go read JD's stuff. Watch me die horribly. You, you envision it. You need a monkey. I need a. I do not. I am. I'm not Ross. I'm gonna. I'm gonna recommend everyone follow G minus G on Twitter, <laughs> so you can see the insanity that is Garfield without Garfield. I'm, That's a good one. I'm currently because John. I'll just jump. This is John has nothing to recommend. I'm fin- I'm in the process of finishing up the audiobook version of the Wolves of the Kala book five in the Dark Tower series. I absolutely love these books. They're awesome. It's Stephen King doing not really high fantasy. It's not really urban fantasy. It's like dirt fantasy. It's like his his imagined alternate universe, which is kind of old westy, kind of. Yeah, kind of old westy. This one, our gunslinger Katet is essentially playing the role of the Seven Samurai in protecting this town from a band of unknown assailants called the Wolves, who in this town, everyone has twins. And all of Hmm. these twins are taken every 20 years by the Wolves, but they aren't killed. The twins return to them, but they've lost their cognitive Hmm. abilities, right? They're just like, um, not invalids, but, you know, kind of just dumb. And then in puberty, they become giants. Okay. So that, is, that escalated quickly. Yes, that's what happens. And so like the wolves are coming back and they the the, the people of the town called, you know, Caliber and Sturgis have had it and fortunately the gunslinger and his uh, Roland Deshane and his crew are on their way to the dark tower and as always are distracted along the way. And this also brings in returns the character of Father Callahan from Salem's Lot. So that was pretty cool. So if you're into Stephen King, you got to be reading, you should read The Dark Tower because it all, it crosses over with all his other books. It's like the linchpin of the Stephen King universe. The main villain is Walter Odim, the Bland and Black, who is also Roland Flag, or Ronald, um, Randall Flag, the villain of The Stand. Lots of stuff going on there. Excellent books. I'm very excited to get to the end. These books are long as fuck. So it takes yeah. time. Nice. They're, fun. They're really, really fun. I highly recommend. Except the first one's really not very good. So you have to get through that first one. The first one's not very good. It gets really good after that one. All right. Well, I will recommend that you go to superheroespeak.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to our social media at the top of the page. And of course, comic book reviews by our good friend D Square. What what do I have to recommend? I recommend you go and watch Happy Days, even all the seasons, even after they jump the shark. Uh I took your advice, and I'm in the process of watching Midnight Mass right now, Dave. Ah, you liking it? I quite enjoy it. Yeah. I don't know where anything is going as of yet. I know. That's, that's what I makes like it. it so good, because it keeps you guessing, but it keeps you intrigued. It's not mm-hmm. like it's not like Lost, where like after five episodes, I'm like, I'm done. All right. The pilot of Lost, I was like, this is brilliant. Same by episode like 10. I'm like, what else can we do tonight? Like, can we yeah. play a board game? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't have any other real recommendations. Maybe, you know what? Yes, I do. Get a girlfriend. It's great. It's all I can say. Uh, <laughs> sorry, John. On that note, boys and girls, <laughs> as always, <laughs> thanks for listening. And don't let you keep it caught in the door. Have a good week.